successful entrepreneurs don't make it to where they are today all by themselves. The goal of this segment is to dig deeper into the tricks and shortcuts that our guest entrepreneurs borrowed or stole to help propel them to their own successes. Join our host, Kent Lloyd, the director of Harmon Brothers University, as he asks his guests what they borrowed, or in some cases stole, to grow their business to success. It's the legal kind of stealing, by the way. Poop to Gold presents a brand new segment, Funny Business, hosted by Kent Lloyd. Hey guys, welcome to Funny Business, the new segment for the Poop to Gold podcast. I'm here with Matt Brandon today and his brother-in-law, Casey. How are you guys? Good. Good. How are you, Kent? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm super excited to have you guys on the show. I know I've been in communication with Matt a lot on previous ads. I've given some feedback and whatnot, and you guys have seen some tremendous success. Uh, but before we, we dive into that, I want to know what makes you guys you. So for both of you, where did you grow up and what was it like? I grew up in Austin. Uh, which is obviously a, a very creative town, but I actually, I was actually outside of Austin in Dripping Springs, which when I was a kid, Dripping Springs, uh, Texas, no one had ever heard of it. I basically lived in the woods, but now it's like this ultra cool, like hipster, hipster area with like all these great like distilleries and like, it's like the cool place to be, which was not the case when I was there. <laughs> I grew up uh, in the suburbs of Houston. Had a great family, great, great start. Yeah, I, I guess I had a pretty, pretty normal childhood. It was very suburban. You know, I wasn't growing up in a city full of a uh, bunch of creative folks and stuff like that. I love that. I had a normal childhood. What does that even? What does that even mean? <laughs> it's true. It's a, it's a, it's a good question. So. How did you guys get started in the advertising industry? Because that's what Gravity Digital is. It's a, a video ad agency, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. So um, I started the agency 20 years ago. So in 2000 uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. So I had just graduated from college, just just gotten married. And so um, I, uh, to be honest, I, I kind of married my love of media. So I had a degree in uh, communications, but I had a minor in, in theater. Uh, and so just kind of married everything together. We were doing everything the first you know, decade. We were doing uh, websites. We were doing um, social when it started. We were trying to do SEO for clients. You name it. You know, graphic design, print design, radio, television commercials. We we were doing it all, and, and that that's really how we how we got started. Um, and then um, Matt joined, and we really started getting pretty serious about what we were what we were good at. Matt had a has a background. Matt's got a theater degree, and so. Uh, we've always, um, you know, he married into the family, but he fit right in. And it was like, I guess we took our love of, um, of creative stuff, of, of always being together and laughing and enjoying um, life and kind of turned it, kind of, you know, pared down our services into what we really enjoyed doing and also what was getting the most results for our clients. Nice. So who does what roles within your company? Yeah, so so Casey's our our founder, and he's uh, he's definitely the business minded. <laughs> he uh, Casey has a true heart for small business, and so he's he's kind of on the front lines with the client and looking out for their interests uh, for the most part. And I'm the I'm the creative director. Like, I I came in because yeah, I came from entertainment in Los Angeles, and I love storytelling, and that's a value we both share. But um, you know, marketing and advertising for me was just kind of an excuse to to tell stories. And uh, that's that's kind of how we work. He he keeps me honest by saying we still have to sell stuff, and uh, <laughs> and I just try to you know make people laugh. Hey, I get that. 
totally get that. Uh, the way I've always considered advertising is I still get to be creative, but with a business mindset. Everybody else that I knew, because I, I did theater growing up, but uh, everybody else that I knew was trying to do their just their scholarships in acting, and that's what they stuck with. And they're like, okay, I'm going to be an actor, and now they're all doing their own things. Some of them have been successful. Others of them have shifted into other other roles. So I'm I'm just glad. Real that estate I, agents, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm glad I got to transfer uh, uh, the the acting and the, and the creative mindset into into this uh, type of thing myself. You've been in business for 20 years. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made, and what have you learned from them? I'll I'll start with the first one, and that is uh, trying to be everything to everyone. Um, as an agency, we were guilty of that when we first started. Uh, there was a phrase, the full service agency. It's a myth. Like it's don't, don't chase that. Uh, it's a, it's a huge mistake. And so that, that's what we were for a long time. Like I said, graphic design, you know, um, SEO websites, social media, video. It's just so hard to do that. You need a big team. And to be honest, it's just not very efficient. And so, um, you know, the, the Pareto principle is one of those things that we had to apply. And that was, you know, the 80, 20 rule. And we, and we realized, you know, we were getting 80% of our success from about 20% of the, those activities, um, both for ourselves, sure. how efficient we were and for our clients. And so that's, that's one of the biggest mistakes we made was trying to be everything to everyone. One thing that Benton always, uh, the CEO of Harmon Brothers likes to say to us internally a lot is uh, stop focusing on your weaknesses or make your strengths a superpower instead. And I really like that because it allows people to specialize. It allows people to really get good at what they're, they're already at. It sounds like you guys have done just that. Um, uh, I love the concept that good artists create, but great artists steal. So what have you stolen for your business and how have you made it your own? I, I know what you're doing here. You're looking for a, for a plug. <laughs> Not necessarily. You've been in business for 20 years. We, we owe them, man. We owe uh, them. I'm totally going to give you the plug because it's, it's, uh, it's honest. It's an honest plug. So, um, so for us, as I've already alluded to, we're, we're storytellers and we've always done creative work. We've always pretty, been pretty good at that storytelling side, but we've, we've been fairly soft um, when, it, when it came to, to the sales part of messaging. We adopted your methodologies that we learned from Harmer Brothers University, and that has totally put us like several leaps forward from where we were. Um, the other thing is standard operating procedures. Like that's that's one thing we've been talking about for years is how like if something happens to one of us, how can someone else step in and kind of at least kind of know what to do? And, and for some some things in a business, that's easy to do for creative stuff. It's really, really hard. For the easy ads that sell course that you guys took, you basically provided us with standard operating procedures for a set of ads. And it's a framework and you still have to be creative within those things, but it gives us a lot more confidence starting with a client, knowing that we can hit the ground running. And um, we have these like almost like a checklist of things that we know to do. Uh, that's going to work. And then even when you when you take all those easy ads that sell and look at them as a whole, you can now compare all of those ads that you've created and see what messages work and use those to do something even bigger and more fun, which is what we really like to do. That's my answer. <laughs> that's We've stolen from the Harmon Brothers thing. <laughs>
<laughs> what about you, Casey? Is there, is there something else that over the 20 years you feel like you've stolen from somebody else and made it your own? Well, plenty of things. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess for me, I sit, um, I think Matt said it, I kind of sit somewhere in the middle of uh, like right brain, left brain. I've got kind of the the business acumen. I've got the uh, analytical, but I also, I do love to create, but I probably create in a little bit different way. Matt seems to create things out of thin air. Like he just, he just dreams them up. And it's the most, it's the most lovely thing to watch someone do that. Just, just birth something out of what seems to be nothing. I, I'm usually more inspired. You know, I, I see a you know, back in the day, maybe a, a, an album cover, and that maybe inspires some kind of graphic design idea or a photograph or a video. Uh, so I kind of get inspired by lots of things. So I, I make sure I read, I watch lots of things. And so I, to, to say, do I steal? Yes. Um, I guess that idea that there's nothing new under the sun, for me, that kind of rings true. And so I, I try to be inspired from, from everything that I can, and I absorb it and hopefully create something new from it. But yeah, there's definitely some theft involved there. Yeah, we steal from uh, Donald Miller. He's another one we steal from a lot. Uh, oh, Storybrand? Yeah, Storybrand, which he obviously stole from storytellers across, you know, millennia. So that's just a long line of theft that's been happening that we've all benefited from. Hey, if it works, yeah. don't fix it. <laughs> so I love that I, the idea of the, the standard operating procedure that you guys were talking about. Um, one of the questions I really like to ask people is, how do you guys achieve efficiency? Um, what shortcuts have you found help you guys run the absolute smoothest? And obviously you were talking about the easy as it sell course. Is there anything else out there? Yeah, I've got one. So one of the things that we did, um, uh, historically, we didn't have any kind of, uh, tiers packages. We were very, very custom. And so, uh, when I would first, uh, engage with a, with a, with a potential client, I'm interviewing them. I'm, I'm trying to hear about their goals and, and everything. And then I go back and, the team meets and we spend uh, a week or two putting together a proposal and a presentation that's unique completely for them. And, and there's definitely a time and place for that. But once we realized, hey, this is what we're good at. Like this is what, these are the kinds of videos that we do, the landing pages, the email campaigns. Like once we know like this is our process, um, it made it so much easier, easier to productize our services. So rather than us try to, trying to you know, customize everything, we've got tiers. And so we can, we can talk to a client we can learn what their goals are and we can say, you know what, what's best going to benefit you is this, this tier right here, like this, this thing that we offer right here. And that did let us kind of standardize those things. And so for everyone, you know, that's, that's engaged with us and we know how many videos we're doing per period of time, how many landing pages, what kind of campaigns, what kind of budget we're managing. And so that really helped us kind of get, get pretty clear on pricing made the, made the sales conversation much shorter uh, because we can recognize very quickly if they're a fit, if they're a fit for not, and if, and if these services are going to help them meet their goals. Uh, so it's easy to have those conversations and that has really kind of revolutionized both what happens, uh, you know, externally with a, with a, with a prospect, but also internally when it comes to deliverables and, and execution and those kinds of things. I think it helps both sides of the team in that sort of situation because it helps the client understand exactly what you're getting and it makes the, the entire rest of the team go, I don't have to reinvent the wheel every time I'm doing this. The, that's, that's awesome. How did viral marketing get you to where you wanted to go? Well, so I think I would go back to, there was a period in our agency where we, we lost our soul a little bit. Mm. We were having success for a lot of clients um, doing things that we hated doing. <laughs> it, they, they worked really well and we were fairly good at it. It was getting results, 
but we just, it just was not fun going to work every day. Sure. And um, I remember we were at a, at a marketing conference a few years ago and we actually heard uh, Daniel and Benton speak. And I was familiar with Harmon Brothers work, but they were just kind of talking about their process and the way that you select your clients. Like, like specifically, we're not going to work with you unless we really believe in what you do. Like if you inspire us, we're in. And it kind of, it kind of, I think made Casey and I both look at what we were doing and say, do we, do we believe in them? Do we believe in what we're doing? And that was, that was a big part of it is it really gave us the freedom to say, no, this is who we are. We like telling stories in this way. We like it when somebody's scrolling through Facebook and they see an ad and they don't want to scroll right past it, but it stops and it makes them smile and it makes them laugh. And it might even make them think, you know what, this product could benefit my life. And then our client's happy and we're happy. The customer's happy. It's like, that feels good. You know, writing um, 30, you know, long form blog articles for somebody a week, while maybe effective, doesn't make us feel good. <laughs> it's not who we are. And that's great. If somebody loves doing that, good on you. But we love that just that just emotional connection that we were able to create with people through that type of marketing and, and working with people that we truly believe in what they do, too. So I'm, I'm curious because you mentioned that obviously you've been in, in business for over 20 years. So before you came across the Harmon Brothers University courses, what kind of marketing were you doing? So, like I said, we were still telling stories. We were doing funny videos. Um, a long time ago, we were doing TV and, and radio. And Casey likes to tell the story that, you know, since we weren't running it on Facebook or anything with a lot of uh, analytics coming back at us, we would put the put the commercial out there on TV. And then we'd go to the client and be like, well, how was it? Did it work? Did you sell anything? So the, the fact that we were able to tie that with the with the technology that's available to us now made it made it so much better. And, and like I said before, the, the sales process wasn't there. We were, we were mostly just telling funny stories and incorporating the product when we could. And we also relied heavily on, which we still do, which worked was a customer journey type stuff, like getting their customers to tell the story, making them the hero. We've been doing that a long time and we still do it because they got to write the sales copy for us and it was genuine. Um, and that, that was kind of the best uh, sales copy we ever had was when we got the customers to talk directly. And sometimes it's still the best. So a lot of people may not know this, but there's actually a behind the scenes video on your website where you show people the process that you went for uh, Sandstone Health and yeah, talking yeah. about you literally practically stole exactly what your client said and put it directly into the script. Uh, and I thought that was absolutely genius as a branding play because that really shows everybody that you listen to your clients, which uh, in an advertising agency is one of the most important things possible because if you're not listening, then they may not come back to work with you again or, right. or the, the ad may not actually perform. Um, whoever edited that video, I give massive kudos to because it's a really good watch. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. It, it, really, it really tells the story of how it works, but there's, a, there's another one, um, and it, it goes beyond just connecting and, and figuring, you know, talking with the client, but even talking with our clients' customers. There's another video for a, a garden center, uh, and it's for a, you know, soil, food, and compost kind of product, and, and Matt uh, and our director of acquisition actually spent the day out there uh, just, talking, just talking to their customers. And asking, hey, what are your biggest, you know, gardening headaches and this and that? And one of their answers kind of became the foundation of the video. Matt asked this, you know, this lady, what's your biggest gardening headache? And she pointed at her husband. 
he is. He's my biggest gardening headache. He's always mm-hmm. digging up the wrong stuff and like not, you know, kind of wrecking her vision. And I tell you, your customers will give you, the customers will give you the best nuggets for whether it's sales copy or even some of the humorous aspects of, of those viral videos. That's so cool. So let's actually dive into that really quick. You guys have had a number of successes within the last year or two. Go ahead and brag about yourselves. Tell us what you've done because it, for me, it's incredible watching you guys work. Yeah, I, I, and I wish I had more. I should have pulled some specific stats, but I mean, for, for our clients who we've done these, um, these kind of big, big campaigns for where we try to do, try to do something viral, and I never want to say we're like trying to do something viral, but you know, that's what, that's what you're trying to do. Uh, but, but when we've done that, yeah, we have clients that have had, you know, hundred percent plus increases in uh, things like appointments. So uh, clients that are not e-commerce, you're kind of measuring some things like that. Clients that are e-commerce, you know, $7 ROAS. We even had a client that um, out of the gate when we first launched their campaign had a, a $20 ROAS, 20 ROAS. So $20, made for every dollar they spend in ads we had to say you know this probably is not going to last and it didn't it, it's it has slowly come down but they're still at five six dollar roas on some of these campaigns so man it, it's been fabulous on the results side and then for our team um uh we won an addy award for one of those campaigns and so it's just kind of one of those it's coming from your peers it's coming from other creatives uh, right. other agencies and so while it doesn't do anything for the client for our team, that's a big like high five moment because it's like, hey, other people, you know, other creatives recognize that you guys did something really special here. And we and we see that. So yeah, results for clients, some awards for our team to kind of high five and celebrate it. It's been a fun couple of years. <laughs> it's been really fun being along with you guys for the journey. Every single ad that comes uh, across my desk when you when you share it with me, I just go, man, they're doing something new. They're not just trying to do the same jokes every single time. I love that. How do you guys feel like you stay on your cutting edge? And this could be business oriented, this could be personal life stuff. How do you guys feel like you stay at the tip top of your shape? You know, we are, we're, we're based north of Houston, kind of in a more rural area. And so we, we don't bump into a lot of peers. Like there's not a lot of local uh, sharpening of each other going on around here. So we do. Uh, we're a part of a, uh, a marketing community in um, Austin that we go to once a month digitally now, hopefully in person again soon. And um, we're obviously part of the Harmon Brothers University Facebook group. So we're kind of seeing what other people are doing there and, and just talking to other people who are doing really good work like yourself um, and, and just, you know, really paying attention to what's going on because it is really easy. Like when, when like Casey said, when you get, you know, $20 ROAS for somebody on a specific ad type, it's easy to go, this is what we do now. We're just going to do this one ad because it does well. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore and you haven't planned to do anything new. So it is, it is a priority for us to keep learning um, because, you know, customers change and what they, they react to, you know, things change all the time with, with buying habits. So it is, it's, it's having a healthy fear in the back of our minds of, yeah, things are going really well now, but let's, let's make sure we don't fall asleep and miss what's next. Um, and that's just really by paying attention to people who are really good at this stuff and, you know, keeping our eyes open. Who's the ideal client for you guys? Yeah, ideal client would be someone who um, is fairly established. It's hard to do this kind of marketing for a startup just because of the things that you, if you're going to try to make a viral video, you need some success. You need some things to kind of build on. 
Um, and so, you know, a, a good proven product. One of the things that we're typically looking for is we're going to go read uh, reviews and testimonials that they may have, whether it's on Google, Facebook, Amazon, wherever that might be. We're looking for a really good product, a product that people already really love, um, mm -hmm. because that's a, that's the kind of story that you can really like sink your teeth into and and, and really tell. Um, so, so those are kind of the big things. Um, and then, you know, the more complex uh, business to business, those kinds of things, those are really hard to do for what for what we do. So usually it's consumer facing. Uh, if it is B2B, it's got to be something simple because it's you're not going to make something viral and something humorous and, and bring that kind of stuff to it um, if it's incredibly complex and hard to understand. Um, so that, that's kind of my take. Matt, you have, you have some things that you like to look for too, probably creatively and things like that. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that there has to be like a mutual trust and obviously like we said before we have to believe in what they do like your product has to be good and and we're just like generally looking for for good people because we we work very closely with our clients it's like it's like a personal relationship we, we talk to them regularly and so like any relationship you just you just want it to be good if there's if there's like weird friction there from the start it's probably not going to work long term so so we we generally you know try to work with people that that we like each other <laughs> <laughs> if that's if that's okay to say yeah absolutely yeah our average our average client relationship right now uh with kind of our roster of clients is seven years so we we're in it for the long haul our first our core value first core value is relationships first um that goes for matt and i because we're family uh and so we've got to make sure that he and i have a good relationship we, we never want business to get in the way of family but also with our clients like we really they're, they're like family. Like we feel like guardians of their brand. Like when you start doing, trying to make viral videos and trying to bring humor and stuff like that, like Matt said, you've really got to have trust and it's really got to be a, 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 a strong relationship. And so we, we, we put heavy emphasis on that when we're talking with someone, make sure it feels like it's going to be a good fit. So what would be a first step that you would want a client like that to make and where can they find out more information about you guys? Uh, go to our website. So gravitydigital.com. Uh, first thing to look at is our 90 day scalar bail campaign. So we take what we do. It's a, uh, we're not going to go make a big blockbuster viral video at first. We're going to start with something smaller. We're going to develop some videos across 90 days, run some campaigns and test things. And at 90 days, if it's working, we scale it. If, you, if you're not happy, you bail, you move on. We part ways as friends. That's a big, that's a big one. Uh, but you keep all the work that we did. Everything is done on our clients' ad accounts, on their website. It all belongs to them. So it's 90 days, it's very low commitment, and you really get a feel for what it's like to do this kind of marketing. If people are gonna get into the line of work that you guys are, or that we're all in, uh, what do you wish that you had been told when you guys were going through college? So I'll just say, I, I, I very much appreciate, I didn't plan on being here, I didn't plan on starting like an agency and, and doing this, but I can tell you, um, the position that I'm in, I. You know, I've got kind of the business side. Um, I, I've got a, a major in two minors, right? I'm not saying everyone needs to go to college for this, but I ended up with what I was left with was, you know, a good understanding of business, um, an understanding of communications, and then kind of a creative side. And so kind of having all of that put me in a really, a really good position, I feel like, to, to do this, um, or at least prepared me for it. I don't know, I don't know what Matt's going to offer up, but I just know um, I've got a son who reminds me a lot of Matt. Um, his, his nephew's a lot like him and, and he's, I just watch him dreaming and playing all of the time. Like he's, he's always playing and creating and drawing and singing and playing guitar and acting stuff out. Um, and as a creative, it's like inspiring to watch. And so 
it kind of gives me a glimpse as to what Matt was like as a kid, you know, kind of <laughs> always creating and that sort of thing. So I don't know what he's going to say, but I will say just embracing that creative and storytelling side and absorbing all the creative things that you can is what I see from him. But I don't know what he's going to offer up. I, uh, I, I was going to take it in the direction of like, I think there's, there's like kind of two camps of people in the, in the space that we're in. And one is, one's got kind of this scarcity mindset where they're like these little islands and they're trying to get all the business and they don't really trust anybody else. But then you find these other groups like Harmon Brothers and several others that are completely open. Like there's plenty of people out there for us all to help. So let's share what we know and let's all do a great job serving those businesses. And um, I think I think I would have liked to have been told, like, there's good people out there, lean on them from the start and don't try to like, you know, muscle through on your own. <laughs> would have saved us, I think, from making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for being on the, the Funny Business Podcast. It's been a lot of fun having you guys. For all those of you at home, please like uh, and share with your friends and then uh, subscribe. And we'll see you next week. Want to learn the tricks of our trade? We have them all laid out in our courses on Harmon Brothers University. This isn't surface level stuff here. This is our entire playbook, all our secrets laid out in full, the same training we give our own employees. You'll find courses on ad buying, writing video scripts to sell your product or service, creating the kind of large production ads we're known for, even making short ads using nothing but your cell phone. If you're looking to use video marketing to take your business to the next level, Harmon Brothers University has the course for you. Our students have seen incredible growth in their businesses by implementing what they learned in our courses. Take these reviews as living proof. We've now got multiple campaigns that are in the millions of views and in the multiple millions of dollars in sales. Within a week, we're close to 10 million views, over a million in sales, and most impressively, we've covered 100% of the production costs in the first 24 hours of releasing it. We saw immediate results. Sales went up 10x the first day. The first video we did is over 30 million views. The most customers that we've ever acquired in a single month. I think we had about 26,000 new customers. Go to HarmanBrothersUniversity.com to start accelerating your business's growth with video.